Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman, and you are watching The Fran Spielman Show. With us are two people today, and we're lucky to have them, Melissa Conyers Irvin and Amea Pawar, the alderman who is retiring and running for city treasurer. Both of you are. Congratulations to both for making the runoff. But we seem to have a real fundamental difference between what you both feel is the purpose of the city treasurer's office. Let's start with you, Melissa. What do you think the real purpose is and what do you plan to do with it? Well, we know that Chicago is in a financial crisis. So the real purpose for me um, as I run for the next city treasurer, and I plan to do so with the support of the voters of Chicago, is to make certain that, number one, I protect the principal. That's very important. And in protecting the principal, I also want to get the greatest return on our investments and also be able to meet the daily cash flow needs. Okay. And you, Amaya, have a far more idealistic and activist approach to this. Talk about what you want to do. Well, I think this next election is really about moving away from the status quo. If we're going to prevent massive tax increases to fund the pensions, what we need to do is reform our relationship with the big banks, reform our relationship with Wall Street, stop sending so many dollars to manage our dollars, uh, and really provide a highlight to people about what we're actually doing to manage our money. I think there's a way to be an activist investor. I think there's a way to uh, move on social good. And I have a record to do that. I've worked on government reform, financial transparency and ethics in my time in city council and social justice. These things are connected. They're not mutually exclusive. What's wrong with his approach? So I think that you're aware of my four-point plan for the city treasurer's office. And that's well, going to tell, be very, let's tell our viewers. Yeah. So that's going to be very important. Number one, we want to make certain that there's an independent analysis of the city's financial situation, independent. By that, I mean independent of the mayor's office. We need to make certain that we're providing an annual analysis of not only CPS and the sister agencies, but we want to provide an annual analysis of the pension funds. We want to provide an annual analysis of the budget and bond deals. And really, the fourth point is all-encompassing. We want to make certain that there's a one-stop shop for financial analysis for residents in the city of Chicago to make certain that it is accessible. What my goal is as the next city treasurer is to make certain that we're transparent, that we're accountable, and that we're efficient. Well, wait and a we second. You sound like you want to take over the office that Amaya Pawar fought to create, which is the Office of Financial Analysis. COFA. COFA. That's correct. You do. What's wrong with that? I think the office was established to be modeled after the Congressional Budget Office so that the legislative branch of government was a co-equal branch of government. Moving a office that's 
set up to create independence for the city council back into the executive office doesn't create independence. What we need to do is unshackle that office. And one of the problems with it is Chairman Burke and Chairman Austin have been putting their thumbs on that uh, and making it really difficult for Ben Winnick to do his job. Uh, I think the city council took some really proactive steps last year in uh, allowing that office to provide fiscal impact notes and analysis on, on bond deals and TIF deals and take a step further than what we did when we first initially passed it. I just don't think moving uh, a legislative function into the executive branch makes the city council more independent. So let's talk about that. Number one, COFA is ineffective. That's number one. It's not timely and it's not providing information to the public. What I'm proposing for that office to transfer to the city treasurer's office is number one, transparency. Number two, we need information to be accessible to taxpayers. It's time that taxpayers know the real deal. And what I'm proposing is that this office provide the financial analysis from the treasurer's office so that we can be transparent. Okay, but are you talking about auditing every city department? I'm speaking about CPS, Park District, and other sister agencies, CHA. Yes. And city departments? No, city agencies. So city agencies, okay. Mm -hmm. But each one of those has their own inspector general. What are they for? And the sister agencies right now report to the mayor's office. So what's happening is, that's the fox watching the hen house. The financial analysis is being done through the mayor's office. And what I'm proposing is that we have an independent treasurer's office providing that information so that taxpayers can know the real story. That's what we need to know. That's what we deserve. Do you see that as empire building and do you see a conflict with Melissa's husband who serves on the city council? I mean, I'm not going to take pot shots at, about, you know, familiar relationships. What I am going to do is say the problems with embedded within city council, especially with COFA, is that we need more city council members to take proactive action to make that office more independent. You know, Chairman Austin has been putting her thumb on that office along with Chairman Burke for the last few years. City council needs to fix city council. Where the treasurer's office can play a role is providing a real accounting of how much we spend to manage our money, where we spend those dollars on Wall Street, and moving away from spending millions of dollars on expensive money managers and hedge funds and putting those dollars back into work in our communities and moving away from this idea that we can only invest in downtown and not the neighborhoods, moving away from the status quo and reforming our relationship with the big banks and Wall Street. Now, how would Jason, who would have to vote on putting this office in your office, how would that work? Wouldn't he have to abstain? You know what? I know there's 50 aldermen. He's one of 50. Fran, I'm looking to be an independent treasurer. So as far as speaking for him, I'm not here to do that. No, I know, but I'm yeah. saying, wouldn't he have to abstain from that vote? I'm not certain, but whether he does or not, there's 49 other aldermen that I'm concerned about. And I intend on working that relationship to make certain that they understand that we need an independent treasurer. We need an office that's going to provide the real analysis to taxpayers. That's what I'm looking for. As you know, I'm the, I'm the only candidate in the race with an MBA in finance. I'm the only candidate in the race with an, with the record of not only the private sector, but a proven public sector. That's very important. As we look at the next city treasurer, we have to make certain that there's someone that's well-versed. I have those credentials, but not only the credentials, but I have the heart for taxpayers. I've walked in the shoes of everyday Chicagoans. I'm the one that's gonna be able to walk into that office to make certain that we're transparent, accountable, and efficient. And he doesn't? 
Well, I have a master's in public administration, which is the equivalent of an MBA for the public sector, where we do intensive coursework in public accounting, public finance, and budgeting. I also have you know, two master's degrees from the University of Chicago. There comes a point in your career where the letters after your name don't matter as much as what you've also done in service. I've spent my life over the last 10 years working on good government reforms to bring independence to city council, fight Ed Burke to make sure there's oversight over city council, and then on a parallel track, fight for social justice, raising the minimum wage, guaranteeing paid sick leave, making sure working families get the rights that we provided them by creating the Office of Labor Standards. I've done both on good government reforms and social justice, and I have the academic background. It's just not something I always lead with first because letters after your name, and I have a lot of them, don't define who I am. Now, he has campaigned on a public bank, using that public bank to help solve the affordable housing crisis, the student loan crisis, uh, even privatizing or publicizing the city water system and selling shares. What's wrong with his approach? Why is it risky to you? So, Fran, we can look at initiatives that are going to take some time, and I'm willing to do that. But what I'd like to focus on is what we can do right now, day one, for me as the next city treasurer. The reason I wanna do that is because that's what residents need and deserve. While I was pursuing my MBA in finance, which I am very proud of, while I was pursuing that at Roosevelt University, I was known as a team leader, the one that gets to the root cause, the one that's a problem solver. I intend on going into the treasurer's office, bringing in the CEOs of financial institutions on day one and I expect a plan. I expect a plan of how we're going to address the unbanked and underbanked population. That's what I'm looking forward to doing on day one. That's what we need to talk about in this treasure. So you're gonna demand that they open branches and start loaning to businesses in South and West Side uh, wards in exchange for becoming city depositories? Or so what? if you heard my statement, the statement was I'm going to expect a plan from them. They're the financial institutions, and we need to expect a plan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, she stood, uh, Melissa stood with uh, Peter Garropy the other day, mm -hmm. and Peter said that the treasurer's office isn't about headlines and hashtags, mm -hmm. in indicating, hinting very strongly, that you are a publicity hound who is going to take very big chances with the city deposits and that it, there's a great risk to that. What do you say to that? I was taught to not tear someone else down to build myself up. The reason why my work over the last eight years, the work that I've done with my colleagues in city council to pass over a dozen pieces of legislation on government reform and social justice gets attention is because it helps people. I don't use fear to generate attention for myself. But, it's, but, it, but they're saying it's risky. That, that if you make subprime loans to help people out of the student housing crisis or mm -hmm. I mean, the student loan crisis and the housing crisis, whatever, that you're risking losing taxpayers' money at a time when we're facing a billion-dollar spike in pension payments. I think the, the goal is to move away from the status quo. The amount of money we pay every year to the banks for interest on our bonds, the amount of money we spend every year to manage our dollars with big banks, the amount of money we spend every year so that hedge fund managers and private equity managers can take a slice of our dollars is what's driving tax increases. If we want to prevent future tax increases and get better returns for our dollars, let's address the issues that are impacting people today. It's about investing in our neighborhoods, not just prioritizing downtown. It's about moving away from the status quo. 
and it's about addressing the issues that are impacting working families every single day in the city of Chicago, whether it is student loans so you can unleash an economic stimulus, whether it's investing in affordable housing so more families don't get pushed out of Chicago, or whether it's investing in investments that don't pollute our environment. I'm the only candidate here that's refused money from big banks and fossil fuels. We will divest from fossil fuels and put those dollars in green infrastructure on day one. So let's talk about investment in communities. I bring a u unique perspective to this race, which I am so very proud of. Being born in Inglewood, raised on the west side of Chicago, being raised by a single mother of three girls, my mother being a union member for over 24 years, me watching her fight for a livable wage. That's why I've been endorsed by hundreds and thousands of men and women from the Chicago Federation of Labor and its subsidiaries. That's why. That's why I've been endorsed by one of the most progressive unions in Chicago, being Chicago Teachers Union. It's because of the values that I share with working families in Chicago. So if we're going to look at investment in communities, especially underserved communities, which I plan to be a champion for, I'm the candidate for this race. Okay, I'm but what candidate. about what's wrong with a public bank that, that delves into the student loan crisis, that delves into the affordable housing crisis? And as I mentioned to you before, I certainly think that those are concepts that we can look at. But what I intend on doing is on day one, we need to look at right now how we're going to provide some relief for residents. We have residents in Chicago, specifically the underserved communities, that do not have access to capital and financing. We can look at concepts that will benefit us down the road, but I want to look at concepts that benefit us right now. How do you feel about universal basic income, which is a pilot that uh, EMEA has also championed, $1,000 a month for 1,000 families, no strings attached? So we know that there are families in need, especially those in underserved communities. I'm a witness of that. I, I, that's where I come from. We also know that there are some solutions that we can provide, me as the next city treasurer, in working with financial institutions and other investment corporations to make certain that they are investing in our community. That's what I want to look at as, as my role as a treasurer. Now we can talk about a lot, of, a lot of concepts here. We can do that. But what I want to talk about is the direct impact that I will have as the next city treasurer. You don't want to talk about branching out into these other idealistic areas. We can talk about it, but I think what residents are more concerned about is the direct influence that I will have as the next city treasurer. Do and that's what I think residents Peter deserve. That he's a publicity hound and that he's more concerned with headlines and hashtags? You know, I am so proud to have the support of Peter Garropy. As you know, he's a certified public accountant, and I have a lot of respect for him. I've gotten to know him very well on this campaign trail, and he has his views and I have mine. And are they different? In some ways they are, in some ways they're not. Do you agree on that front about the hashtags and headlines? Here's what I do think. I think that residents in Chicago deserve the true story. I think that residents in Chicago need someone, if you're running for city treasurer, this is what we need to talk about. That's what I think. Okay. Now, Melissa has an ad that shows her going door to door, and it says, I'm the only one uh, born and raised in Chicago. Did you consider that code for racism? I, all I have to say is I was born in Chicago. We were in Rogers Park till I was eight. Um, the reason why my family left the city of Chicago for the suburbs for unincorporated displays was because no one would sell them a house. We tried multiple times to buy houses. Um, they made full offers. 
and um, people wouldn't sell them a house. And so they moved to a part of Des Plaines where lots of South Asians from the city were moving to because there was white flight out of that community. So, you know, my family's been a victim of housing discrimination um, and we witnessed it firsthand and we've experienced it. And we moved where someone would sell us a house. I, and I moved back to Chicago the second I got into graduate school. And I've been here for the last 15 years. This city is my home. It's always been my home. It's a city I love. And I've spent the last 10 years giving this city everything I have, working on social justice and good government reform. But your, your parents are immigrants. They are. And did you consider that a hit in an indirect way? All I have to say is over 50% of Chicagoans are not from here, whether they were born in the suburbs or another part of the state or another country. I just don't think it makes sense to create the other out of people who live here. I think it makes sense to embrace everyone regardless of whether they've been here for a day, whether they are undocumented, whether they are homeless, whether they've been here their entire lives. We're all neighbors, we rise and fall together. That's been my perspective from day one and that's where I stand on this. So there's a lot of facts in the ad. Number one, I am the only candidate born and raised in Chicago and I'm proud of that and here's why. I mentioned to you that I was born in Inglewood, raised on the west side of Chicago and I say that a lot because that's important. I am just so excited to be able to represent the communities that have invested in me. I look forward to being the next city treasurer to invest in all communities of Chicago. I am, as they would say, tickled pink that I'm in this position to be able to help communities, underserved communities. So when I say that I'm the only candidate born and raised in Chicago, number one, that's a fact. But number two, I'm a black female. Racism? I have experienced it. Well, My there mother, are different kinds. Certainly different kinds, but, but let me be clear. When, when I speak about me being the only candidate born and raised in Chicago, I'm proud to be a Chicagoan. I'm proud to be able to stand up, to have worked the path that so many Chicagoans have. So many children, youth from the south and west sides of Chicago, I'm one of those that have been able to make it, being raised by a single mother, watching her struggle. This is a proud moment for me. But, but are you saying that the commercial was not a code uh, for anti-immigrants? That's absolutely what I'm saying. That's absolutely what I'm saying. Could you see where he would take it that way? No. You don't? No. Okay. Because if you look at my background, if you look at my history, you know that's not where I'm going. I am a proud Chicagoan, proud. And again, I mentioned, there's, there's a number of facts in there that add, and I'm so proud of it, that residents get to know who I am. Not only am I the only candidate born and raised in Chicago, but I am the only candidate with an MBA in finance. I'm the only candidate with over a decade of experience in the private sector, but also a proven track record in public service. When you look at the endorsements that I've received from the hardworking men and women of Chicago, not just them, but the clergy, parents, grandparents, I'm proud to be where I am today. And that's what that ad speaks. I'd like to hear from both of you because if you win, you'll be on the city pension funds. You'll be an ex-official member of those pension funds. Where do you think, both of you, first for you and Mayo, where do you think the city should come up with the money for $270 million right off the bat and a billion dollars over the next several years. Well, I think on the pension side, as a member of the pension board, one of the things that we will be pushing is to look at where those dollars go in terms of how much we spend to manage our money. 
we're not getting the returns that we should be when we're paying one and two percent to manage our money, when we're taking a slice of our profits and giving it to Wall Street. We're not getting the maximized returns when we're investing in companies that pollute our environment because that creates tax increases over the long term. And that also makes it harder for us to fund our pensions over the long term. The city council and the next mayor have some really difficult decisions to make. And what I will do is stand side by side with them to provide them counsel and guidance, but also to give them the information they need to understand how those pension dollars are managed, how much we are sending to Wall Street, and then pushing and advocating for more simplistic and reform-minded policies to make sure that our dollars are diverted away from Wall Street and put into investment vehicles that change our communities. Don't you need to go beyond that and suggest some revenue ideas? Look, I've been a, from day one when I ran for governor, I was the first one out on the progressive income tax. I was the first one out in that race. That's years away. No doubt. But a lot of these changes, whether big or small, take lots of advocacy. It takes a lot of work. Okay, locally. locally. What could you, what do you think the city council can do on its own? I think locally. cannabis, legalizing cannabis, which will happen also this year. Also needs state approval. Which will happen likely this spring creating a marijuana or cannabis control board so that the dollars go into communities on an equitable basis that were impacted by the racist war on drugs, that expands the base. Expanding the tax base makes it possible to generate additional revenue to pay for pensions. Refinancing student loans and tying it to residency grows our city's population so we can reverse the decades-long decline in population that we've experienced. We need to grow the pie, grow the city, and get more people living here from across the Midwest and to stay here long-term, and that is the best way to do that. So I'm glad to know that Mr. Pawar favors, and I will say that based upon what you said, <laughs> favors one of my four points, which is to provide an analysis of the pension funds. That's what I want to do from the treasurer's office, which we are not currently doing, and here's why because we need to make certain that our pension funds are the healthiest and providing the greatest returns. That's my role as the next city treasurer. Now, again, the next mayor and city council, they have some very tough decisions to make. But what about you helping to guide them and suggesting to them where should they look first for revenue? Now, let me say this. I think that's a very important point you just made about helping to guide them. As the next city treasurer, coming in as an independent city treasurer, I intend on being a watchdog of taxpayer dollars. And in doing so, I would only hope that the next mayor, that the next city council will welcome me to the table. I certainly will insert myself, but I would only hope that they will welcome me to the table and ask for my ideas. And if okay, they do so- Okay, I wanna so, hear some of your ideas, whether they welcome you to the table or not. Certainly, there's many ideas. Go ahead. Um, number one, well, we know that there's a lot of talk about cannabis. We know that. But there are so many other ideas as well. We could look at casino. There's, there's so many ideas that we can look at. I think that, and, and, and Fran, Everybody we can go here. Everybody keeps talking about marijuana and casinos yes. as if it's some kind of panacea but, that's but gonna listen, happen but, tomorrow. Or I get it. I get it. What local source mm -hmm. do you favor? That, you, that the city council could do to, on its own tomorrow? So, to be honest with you, Fran, as the next city treasurer, because I'm gonna stay there. I'm sorry, I'm gonna stay there. <laughs> and the reason I'm there? gonna stay, no, 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 I'm gonna stay there, but here's why. Oh, you're not gonna use it as a stepping stone, you mean? No, as the next city treasurer, we have to talk about the role of the treasurer. My role as the treasurer for pension funds is to protect the principal, is to look at 
how we're investing those funds to make certain that we're providing the greatest return. But in doing so, we need to look under the hood. We can no longer kick this can down the road. The next mayor and city council, they have a, a, a big task ahead. Now, if I was running for mayor sitting in front of you, certain I'll be able to sit here and say, there's a lot of ideas that I have. If I was running for alderman, I'll be able to sit here and say that. But I think that I am going to reserve the right to allow them to come up with the concepts. I welcome to sit at the table, but what I'm going to do as the watchdog of taxpayer dollars is to look at how we're managing those pension funds, to make certain that we're managing them in the best way for taxpayers and that we're getting the greatest return on our dollars. That's what I intend on doing. Before we go, how do you see the mayor's race going? I don't Does know. Does it look like it's moving in one direction right now? I mean, Lori Lightfoot seems to have momentum with the Willie Wilson endorsement, the firefighters, uh, Latino Leadership Council. What do you think? I mean, I think certainly uh, as an analysis, separate from being a candidate, I think Lori certainly has the momentum. But I'm running uh, for city treasurer as an independent. I've beat the political machine eight years ago. I've always remained independent of all the institutions. I'm not taking a position in this race because it is important that as an independent elected official that is going to be an executive, uh, it is important to steer clear of this race. How do you see it? We have less than a month ahead of us. We'll see how it goes. You don't see it moving in one direction? As of right now, things happen and change so quickly in Chicago, Fran. I don't know. Okay. We'll let the voters decide. Best of luck to both of Thank you. Thank you so much. May the best woman so or man win. Thank, Thank you. you. And that's it uh, for today's show. Uh, brought to you by AARP, which invites you to attend two free community panel discussions about key issues facing our city. March 13th on the south side, March 18th in Pilsen. To sign up, go to suntimes.com slash AARP forum. And I will see you next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.